This is Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler from Golden Reserve. We think of retirement as a mountain, right? You work your way up the mountain, you save, you work hard, and you have a certain advice that gets you to the top. But when you get to the top, everything changes. Climbing that mountain to retirement is only the first step. Do you have what you need to get down Retirement Mountain? Welcome once again to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve. My name is Randy Cook, and we are here each week to sit down and talk about some of the things that maybe you've been thinking about but haven't been acting on. You know that something's coming, but you want to prepare, and you go, I don't even know how to go about this. Well, that's what retirement can be for an awful lot of people, and that is why we are here. Greg Ayler is here. How are you doing today, Greg? I'm all right, Randy. I'm uh, I'm recovering. I was in uh, Nashville this past weekend, and for some reason, I think I'm still 25 years old, and <laughs> I realized very quickly that I don't have enough. I mean, when you're in bed at 9 or 9.30 in Nashville, it's pretty humbling. Uh-huh. I mean, you, uh-huh. you feel like a old man, and you realize you are an old man, and you're not 25 <laughs> anymore. And, you know, it was a lot of fun, a lot of live music, good, you know, good times. But uh, it's a lot of work nowadays. I'm, I'm telling you, it, it was tough. Mr. Boot Scoot and Boogie right there on the microphone today. I love it. Unbelievable. <laughs> did you wear cowboy boots and do the whole thing, put a hat on and the bolo tie? Did you do it all? I did not do it all. I did wear a pair of cowboy boots. I have a pair of Lucchese's that I love. So once in a while, I get the ostrich boots out and I nice. uh, pack them in there. And I did wear them the first night <laughs> and got a lot of crap for it from my buddies. <laughs> well, we have- have a guest in studio. Tim, were you there to witness this event here? Tim Stallings is with us today. Hi, Tim. Good morning. Uh, yes, in fact, I was also in Nashville having a grand old time. So I don't envision, you know, Greg and you guys as being country music fans. Are you big fans of country music? You know, we're not too bad. I mean, I think we've we've done a couple country concerts together. I think Tim and I went and saw Chris Stapleton probably uh, about seven years ago. Yeah, that sounds about right. You're painting all sorts of pictures in my mind here that I don't think I want to go to. So. <laughs> We should probably move forward. (laughs) I think so, too. Well, why we are here today is to talk a little bit about retirement planning and the things that go along with that. Tim Stallings is our guest, elder law attorney, certified elder law attorney, and the founding partner of Ehler Stallings. And this is where Golden Reserve basically got its start. Greg, this is how you and Tim started to build the company and then saw there were a lot of holes out there that you wanted to fill. And that's what we have today, right? That's right. Around 2010, I was in Chicago and Tim was in Atlanta. And, you know, we were kind of bouncing some ideas off each other, working at big law firms and realized that, you know what, there's a pretty underserved market in the estate planning world. And that really was the, you know, lighting the, uh, I guess, rocket ship wick, if you will, uh, to really get us into that market, understanding what their needs are. And then we turned that, you know, over into what was also a big void, what we saw in the financial services market, which was, man, there, there's a lot of underserved retirees not getting the support they need, both not just legally, but financially and in the tax realms. And anybody who tells lawyer jokes, it's not about elder law attorney jokes because you guys are the nice guys, right? We're the good guys, right, Tim? I mean, <laughs> come on. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Much easier to get along to. You're not those sharks out there, right? You know, we're not the ones that, uh, you know, have to sue people or fight over contracts. Although I tell you what, Randy, once in a while we get a pretty angry kid who was disinherited (laughs) from a will or trust and somehow we get blamed for it. I mean, I can't help, you know, mom and dad kicked you out of the inheritance. But I tell you what, we're we're the ones that get blamed because we're the attorneys. Oh, I love it. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about that whole aspect of financial planning, which is an important part of it. But when you look at somebody and say, I want you to help me with my investments, I want my my money to go up. I want you to help me with taxes. I get all that. But then there's the area of estate planning. What happens 
if you're gone or what happens if you're here and you want to build a will and a trust and things like that. So a lot of people will avoid that or they feel that they don't need that. So we're going to many times I've, I've thought of these guys as Matt and Foggy from Daredevil. That's that's my two attorneys here. But today we're going to make Mythbusters out of you two. OK, remember the TV show Mythbusters. Oh, my gosh. I'd like to think that we're a little bit better looking, but, um, you know, the bar's pretty low. But yes, I remember Mythbusters. All right. So, Tim, tell me this. I, I know that a lot of people feel I don't need this. I don't need I don't have enough money to justify an estate plan because I'm just I, I, I've just saved for retirement. I'm humble old me. I've been working my whole life. I got a house. I got a car. I got some savings. I don't need that. That's for rich people. Let's talk through that one. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of people think estate planning is just about assets. And really, it's about a lot more than that. When we're dealing with younger folks who are maybe climbing up the mountain, as we say here, you know, they may have guardianship issues. They have little kids. Maybe they have a life insurance policy. It still means that they need to do some planning because if something happened to them, they became incapacitated. Or, of course, if they passed away, they don't want to leave a mess. You know, they don't want to leave a young person, you know, without some planning in place. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I would, you know, strongly disagree with that myth that it's just for rich people. Certainly they need plans, but really anyone who is uh, 18 years old should have some at least foundational documents in place. Greg, I once heard somebody say that if you have a house or even a car, you need an estate plan. You need something that says, if I'm gone, this is where this goes. Your wishes are down on paper. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I mean, I'd ask people, do they care at all about where their stuff goes and how much they'll lose if they don't plan? Do you care? Do you care that your kids will get, you know, 25 cents on the dollar? Do you care that you could lose your assets to nursing home? Or do you care if Uncle Sam gets another 50% of your assets? If you don't care about any of those things or you don't care that your kids will fight over your state, if you don't care about all of those issues, then don't do anything, sure. <laughs> but, if you, but if you actually want to, you know, provide some direction, and, you know, what gets missed, Randy, here is it's not always about dollars. It's about really helping people navigate a terrible situation. This is the worst day of most likely your kids or your spouse's life. And to compound it with not providing direction on healthcare issues or where your assets go or, or who's in charge or who's the executor, who's the trustee, a lot of this is just providing a, you know, instructional roadmap, if you will, on what needs to happen if something bad eventually does happen, which it will, Randy. It's inevitable that we will all pass away. And we need to make sure that our spouse, because that's the person that a lot of times this gets dumped to, you know, it's not always the kids. A lot of times, you know, the poor spouse is sitting there with, you know, their husband, a lot of times who was taking care of all the, the finances or dealing with all the legal stuff. And all of a sudden there's an unexpected passing. And now all this stuff dumps to this person and they're already dealing with the departure of a loved one. And now they're like, well, what do you mean? I don't have a will, or I need to update my trust. I don't know what any of these accounts are. And the guidance that kind of carries you through these tough times are those estate planning and those elder care law attorneys who are really the support structure that aren't just legally there, but to answer all the strange questions that you're going to have throughout that process of how to update, you know, insurance policies or bank accounts or car titles or trailer titles, all these things just compound stress. And if you have someone in your corner, you know, that's really what it's all about is having that team to help navigate these tough times. 
You're listening to Expedition Retirement today with Greg Ayler, of course, and Tim Stallings here as well from Ayler Stallings. And we're talking through some of the myths that have to do with estate planning. And this is one that I've brought up before, and it just makes Greg go into a nervous twitch. He goes into a kind of a tick here when I say this. If I have a will, I don't have to worry about probate. So, Tim, talk to me about that. A will doesn't solve all the problems, does it? No, it doesn't. You know, a will is a piece of an estate plan. It's certainly a good start. Um, But a lot of people believe that a will avoids that court proceeding, which we call probate. The reality is it doesn't. A will is simply you documenting who you want to raise your kids if you have minor children, and of course, who gets your stuff when you pass away. But really, setting up the will is the easy part. All the work and the time and the cost is when someone passes away. So, you know, probate is something we look to avoid. And certainly we say it all the time around here. A will is not a plan. Mm-hmm. You know, a will is just your uh, what you want to happen when you pass away. What happens if you don't have a will, Tim? Oh, great question. So if you don't have a will, there's something called intestacy law. So it varies a little bit state by state. But in Ohio, if you don't have a will, Ohio has rules on who gets your stuff. So if you have a significant other or friend you want to get anything, that's certainly not covered through Ohio's testacy law. The way it's set up, it's it's based on whether you're married and have children. If the uh, spouse that you leave behind is the parent of your children or not, there's some different fractions that are involved. But needless to say, rarely is it exactly what our clients want when they start to understand what happens. If they can't find any relatives, then it goes all back to the state. So there's billions of unclaimed funds for folks that didn't do planning. Unbelievable. Okay, so that's a will. Now talk to me about a trust. Uh, The next myth on the list here is that if I have a trust, that will avoid estate tax. And Greg, that's not necessarily true either, is it? Not anymore. I mean, there was a time back in Ohio where Ohio did have an estate tax, and and people remember when they had to use what they call a credit shelter trust and a marital trust, and it was kind of complicated to get a certain amount in that bucket. You know, there was a $338,000 amount, and then there's a half a million dollar amount, and those things accounted to about $20,000 worth of tax savings if you had the right trusts in place. But in Ohio, at least, there is no estate tax, so then you have to kind of bump it up to the next level and go to the federal estate tax. And over the last, Tim, how long has it been? About a decade? Seems like it. It's been a while. It's been a while. They have been astronomically high. I mean, we're talking north of 10 million a person. And that's just a big freaking number Mm -hmm. uh, for most people. Those kind of people aren't usually the retirees that we're working with. So federal estate tax isn't really an issue anymore. And even if it was, they had a thing that they passed ah, back in, I'm blanking here, when did portability come into play, Tim? Probably about the same time. Around maybe 2000. 15, 16, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Well, anyways, portability means that you can just fill out a form now. You don't need a trust to maximize your exemption from a federal estate tax standpoint so that this form can now be completed and doesn't require a trust either when it comes to planning against the federal estate tax. But the federal estate tax is a pretty big number. You know, it's, I think, 40%, right? Yeah, 40 cents on the dollar. That's a lot, right, Randy? So for those high net earners and those big those big accounts, you need to make sure you're getting ahead of this. But for us and everyday retirees, you know, that's why we tell people our tax planning doesn't circle around estate tax. You know, we want to make sure things like capital gains tax, that people are preserving their step up in capital gains when they transfer assets to their kids so that, you know, hopefully they're not getting a, you know, a carried over basis. So if they sell it, they're getting a bigger tax bill when it comes to their IRAs. That's usually where all of our 
our estate planning focuses on is that we're hoping they understand that their IRA is their largest debt in retirement and that we need to find ways to get it out there as cheap as possible. Well, one of the things on this list here as we wrap up this segment is, and I didn't understand this, that number after 2025, estates over $5 million are expected to pay that 40% estate tax, as you said. But it's not just your accounts. That's not just your 401ks and your IRAs and your all these things. This adds up to your property, your house, your insurance policies, everything that somebody has and is sending down to you. And that can get up there above a million, two million, and maybe even closer to $5 million when you talk about maybe a family farm and some some uh, equipment and buildings and all that goes along with that. So that $5 million number for many people might be within reach. Yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised of what's going on here. And to me, there was a time, Randy, where they were going to bump it down to a million. I think that's kind of a scary thing. And, and you know, Tim just passed over a note. Tim, you want to share what's happened in 2026? Yeah, after 2025, it is scheduled to sunset back to the $6 million mark. So that certainly is going to bring more people into play, particularly in Ohio, where we have landowners with Mm -hmm. real estate going up in value and people not realizing their net worth's creeping up there who could. And I hate to say this, but, you know, Randy, the the cold reality is dead people don't vote. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're going to go after taxes, a state tax has always been kind of a shady way of backdooring into additional dollars. And I think that could be an easy grab. If our debt continues to skyrocket, and, you know, they already kind of have been praying over the second generation IRAs. And I think when that kind of well runs dry, they're going to start looking at estate taxes all over again pretty hard because in the past, that's something that, you know, hasn't really affected a lot of their political kind of jargon, if you will. And it's real money, Randy. Imagine they, you know, they come in and say, all right, it's going to affect everybody no matter what. And it's 20 cents on the dollar. And, you know, these are things that are really, you know, plausible realities that people write about all the time of what will happen if, you know, we can't start cutting into this debt a little faster. I think a quick reflection on the estate tax, if you look back in the 40s, when we were fighting world wars, the estate tax or debt tax was as high as 80 cents on the dollar. So it's been done before, you know, within the last hundred years and somebody has got to pay off all this debt. So I think Greg's point is, is a great one that once they are done collecting on, you know, IRA taxes and a lot of the things they've done in the last couple of years to change the rules and, and get more revenue for the IRS than federal estate tax probably next on the agenda. So, Greg, when we talk about building a roadmap for retirement, we have the four boulders, market risk, taxes, fees, long-term care. The idea of an estate plan isn't one of our four boulders here. So when you sit down and talk to somebody and the dominoes start to fall and you say, do you have this? Do you have this? And we get all that in place on the four boulders. Then the next discussion is what we're talking about here today, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. I'm glad you said that because really at the bottom of the mountain is when we deal with the legacy planning. So ironically, we do talk about it. It's just at the end. We want to make sure the four boulders are addressed because those are things that are happening during your life. So we want to make sure that we're focusing on you and your retirement goals. But at the end, to put a bow on it, all of our plans do you know address and make sure that there is a legacy plan. We call that kind of the last piece, which is all of the appropriate legal documents that when you pass away, your stuff goes where you want. Mm-hmm. And these 
these are things that you've heard of, but many of you don't have in place, a, a power of attorney, a, uh, a health care proxy, all these different legal papers that need to be in place. And if you don't have this and you don't have a retirement planner in your life, why not? Why, why wait until we get into what we call a crisis situation in order to sit down with somebody? Why not have some of this in place? One of my best friends in the world, his father-in-law passed away not that long ago, had a lot of wealth, and he had everything already mapped out. It made it so much easier for the family. And I believe that that's what you probably want for your family as well. Give us a call at Golden Reserve and let's sit down, build that roadmap. Let's take care of those four boulders that we talk about all the time here on the show, the market risk, the taxes, the fees, the long-term care, and let's put this, check this box off, as we say, of estate planning. If you don't have it in place, let's start today. Go to our website, getyourroadmap.com. Getyourroadmap.com. Fill in some of the fields there. Our team reaches out to you, and we'll sit down and get a date on a calendar and start this conversation. You can also give us a call at 855-546-2074. 855-546-2074. We have some people that have reached out to us through the show and have some questions about this area. So we'll have some of that coming up next on Expedition Retirement. As you age, you should pay a little more attention to your health. As you get closer to retirement, you should pay a little more attention to your money. Suddenly, it's more than just the size of your accounts. It's how are you going to protect it from taxes, market volatility, hidden fees, and the soaring costs of long-term care. That's where the team at Golden Reserve can help. While most financial advisor plans stop at the top of Retirement Mountain, the retirement planners at Golden Reserve are just getting started. Call Golden Reserve for your complimentary Roadmap for Retirement. 855-546-2074. That's 855-546-2074 or GetYourRoadmap.com. Welcome back to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler of Golden Reserve. Our special guest today is Tim Stallings of Ayler Stallings, which is where Golden Reserve all started. These two guys put together a practice where they're elder law attorneys, and then they found, hey, there's a lot of people that need a lot of help in a lot of different places, and that is what Golden Reserve is today. And people contact us, and they ask questions. They have concerns in their lives about their finances. And we have another one today. This is Al Reddick of Findlay, and he has a question today about trusts. Hi, Greg. This is Al Reddick from Findlay. I'm retired, and there's a lot of confusing information out there regarding trusts. Can you provide guidance on selecting which type of trust to use, given our long-term goals? Okay, a lot of different kinds of trusts. Uh, can you kind of unpack that for us, Tim? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when we talk about trust, it's really based on what the goals are. So when someone like Al and his wife come to the office, we want to know what's the purpose of the planning. A lot of people are familiar with family trust or revocable trust. And really, there's two main benefits of doing that. One, it allows you to avoid the probate process, which for a lot of our families is really important. They don't want to leave a mess. And secondly, it allows them to control distribution. So if they're dealing with maybe a spendthrift child, or maybe they just want to make sure that they don't leave a large amount to a younger person, they want to stagger it some revocable trust help with that. In my experience, many of the folks that come and meet with us also have a third concern, which a revocable trust doesn't handle. And that's what happens to my stuff if I ever need the rest home. 
They don't want to impoverish their spouse. They don't want to end up losing everything that they work so hard for. For those types of folks, we use something called an asset protection trust. And really the purpose of the asset protection trust is to hold the assets safely while they're alive and make sure that if one or both spouses need some care, that those assets are protected. They don't have to spend down every last dollar on long-term care costs. So, Greg, when we talk about the different kinds of trust, this is an area where I know a lot of us have no idea what we need. And so it's basically a a conversation when somebody comes in and you say, what is it that you want to do? And then you match up that with the actual vehicle. That's right. And, you know, I hate to pick on attorneys because, you know, we are attorneys and attorneys get picked on a lot. But the sad reality is most of your local general practitioners, kind of the jack of all trades, a lot of advice that gets given out is that, oh, you should do a revocable trust. The only reason they're giving that advice is because it's the only trust they have in their actual bank of documents. Mm -hmm. So they don't have another option. And because of that, everyone somehow ends up in a revocable trust. I don't think that's necessarily always a bad thing, but there is a much more, you know, powerful tool that can really help change people's lives. I mean, this asset protection trust is awesome, Randy. In most circumstances, you know, we're protecting their house, the family farm, maybe some CDs, some assets they don't want to make sure that they may not probably have to use but aren't sure but want to take it off the table from a nursing home standpoint. And they can always get those assets back if they need them or make distributions. But at the end of the day, you know, we find that a lot of people come in not even knowing asset protection trusts exist. And that's the sad part because the attorneys out there in the world usually don't have those tools because most people don't do the elder care law stuff that requires a lot of knowledge and expertise in the world of Medicaid and nursing home spending and all those things that, you know, it's a niche practice, Randy, so people don't have those tools or those documents in their Rolodex, I guess. So it just gets overlooked or ignored as opposed to, you know, you'd think they'd refer them out, but that doesn't usually happen. So Tim, one thing that I've heard is it's not enough to set up a trust. A trust has to be funded. So there's got to be something in it. Tell me about that. Yeah, absolutely. There was a a lot of issues back in like the 80s and 90s with folks realizing that trusts were a great tool, but really just doing it halfway. And one of the things we focus on is not just setting up the trust, but making sure that those assets we spoke of, that house or, you know, maybe it's some money like CDs, that money is also in the trust. That way it gets the protection that's afforded to it by using an asset protection trust. One of the most disappointing things as a estate planning and elder care attorney is when someone comes to our office after a parent's passed, oftentimes we didn't draft the trust, the attorney that did is long gone, and we realized that they didn't fund their trust, meaning the assets weren't in there. And what that means is they paid for the trust, but they didn't get the benefit of it for their family. So, Greg, is if you have your trust set up in another state and then you move into Ohio or you're in Ohio and then you're going to spend half your year down in Florida in your retirement, is there something that people need to know about moving from state to state with their trust? Yeah, I mean, I think there's some good, you know, best practices is to kick the tires. You know, if you're going to be full time in another state, you probably should have a set of attorney eyeballs who practice in that state to make sure it still works. A lot of times it does. You can transfer it. They'll recognize power of attorneys. They'll recognize trust. But it's worth a tire kick and probably a quick consultation to pay a few hundred bucks to make sure that your plan is still operative in that other state. But going back to what Tim said, a lot of people don't understand that the funding of a trust is not that hard. You know, that's 
that's the sad part. You know, at the end of the day, you could just go put a TOD or POD on your bank accounts to your trust. You could change the beneficiaries on your IRA or the beneficiaries on your investment accounts to your wife, to your kids, then your trust. Or you can change the ownership outright to your trust. There's a lot of things that you can do that aren't that hard. If your attorney's holding, you know, we like to hold their hand through the process, but they have to kind of keep us informed because if you buy new stuff that has a title or an account number, we need to make sure we have a plan to avoid probate or possibly put it in the trust to get nursing home protection if you want. So I always say that the title and the account number are the triggers to make sure that we're doing something to keep your plan updated because when people think they sign their plan that they're done, you know, and that's unfortunately not how it works. Your life changes. And when your life changes with your assets, your estate plan has to move along with it, right? You got to continue to update, kick tires, talk to your attorney. And for us, you know, for Ehler Stallings clients, what we did is we built what we call our heart. You know, we call ourselves the attorneys with heart. I know, believe it or not, that's a real thing. Attorneys do have hearts. <laughs> and, you know, our heart is our lifetime support. So what we do for all of our clients is if you call at any time, we will help you understand what needs to be done to fund your trust correctly. Now, the only thing that takes a little bit more work is real estate. So if you have a farm or a house or a new cottage you bought or a place in Florida, we'll have to do some deed work, which isn't a big deal. It's a couple hundred bucks, but we have to do the deeds and then have those filed to move those to your trust during your lifetime. So that's probably the heaviest lifting when it comes to funding a trust, but everything else is really just some forms at the bank or forms with your investment accounts. Having a roadmap for retirement needs to include this component that we're talking about here today, estate planning, wills and trusts and all the legal documents that go along with it, making sure that if you leave this world, your wishes are carried out and complete. It goes along with building our roadmap for retirement, along with handling those big four boulders, market risk, taxes, fees, long-term care. And today we're talking about estate planning. Give us a look on our website. We've set it up real easy for you. Getyourroadmap.com. Getyourroadmap.com. And you go there, fill out some of that information there. One of our team reaches out to you. You can also give us a call at 855-546-2074. Also, if you have a concern and you would like to call into Golden Reserve and get your your voice on the radio here and, and get your concern out there to help not only you but everybody else, we have set up a website for that too called brshowguest.com brshowguest.com all right guys one more caller that we have here and this is kathy from hebron and she's talking about protecting her money her and her husband and that is her main concern hi this is kathy mccoy i've lived in hebron ohio since 1981 i worked my most of my career at state farm and my husband and i have worked for decades acquiring assets we, in our retirement years, are looking for a way to protect everything that we have worked so hard for. We are looking to try to figure out a way to protect everything we have so that we can have it for our golden years as well as to leave a legacy to our children. So, Tim, when people talk about protecting their money, uh, there's a couple of different ways in our four boulders we talk about market risk. Certainly, she seems to be interested in that area, but she's talking about protecting our assets for us and for our children. That kind of goes into that area of estate planning, doesn't it? Yeah, that's exactly right, Randy. When we talk about asset protection, you know, for hardworking folks like Kathy and her husband, you know, she used that terminology, hardworking, several times. And, you know, they're a very typical type of family that we work with. The biggest threat to their estate is most likely long-term care costs as folks are living longer and 
you know, with inflation and care costs going up, you know, protecting those assets for her and her husband. And then, of course, for the next generation, that has to be done proactively. And one of the tools we use is our asset protection trust. If she sets it up proactively, we fund that trust, which we just talked about the importance of doing that. That starts the clock ticking on getting those assets protected. So if inevitably either Kathy or her husband needs care, it's not going to completely impoverish the other one. They're still going to be able to have an enjoyable retirement. And then ultimately, the, all that stuff they worked hard for, it goes to their kids. It's not spent on long-term care costs or, or going back to you know, the government. There is more than one way to protect your money and your assets. We all think that we don't want the market to take our money away. We don't want the government to take our money away in taxes. We don't want financial advisors to take advantage of us and take our money by way of fees. We don't want all our money to go to a nursing home. And these are many of the things that we're concerned about. But this is something that we should also be concerned about and have a plan in place, an estate plan. Let's sit down and talk through it. If you have many of these boxes checked off but not this one, this is the time to give us a call at Golden Reserve. You can use our website very easily, getyourroadmap.com, getyourroadmap.com. You can also give us a call, 855-546-2074. That's 855-546-2074. We'll take a break and be right back with more Expedition Retirement right after this. For 30 years, you've been waiting for your retirement account statements to arrive each month. You're happy when it's up, and you're bummed when it's down. That's climbing up Retirement Mountain, but it's no plan for getting down the mountain. At Golden Reserve, our retirement planners focus on protecting your money from the long trip down. Things like high taxes and fees, unnecessary market risk, and the rising cost of long-term care. It's time for the right planner at the right time. It's time to call Golden Reserve. Call for your complimentary roadmap for retirement. 855-546-2074. That's 855-546-2074. Or at GetYourRoadmap.com. And welcome back to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve. Online, find us at GetYourRoadmap.com. GetYourRoadmap.com. Okay, Greg, so we talk about the four boulders that uh, people encounter when they, they go up Retirement Mountain, then they go down Retirement Mountain. And in those 20 or 30 years of retirement, they're going to experience a lot of difficulties in a whole different way. One of them is taxes. And I actually have an, an advisor here who talks about doing taxes, and as he did taxes at the end of the year for people, he found that they were writing bigger checks. Last year was just a unique year. You know, assets across the board did very well. There was a lot of trading. So people, investors, you know, they ended the year very happy, a lot of smiles because they were up double digits. Real estate was up, people's homes, investment properties were up. But now, unfortunately, you know, we got to pay for it. Got to pay to Piper, as they say. And so this is a, a prime example here, Greg, of this is the trip up the mountain. This is how you deal with taxes. You have a good year, you got to pay. You have a bad year, maybe you don't have to pay so much. But when we get into retirement, it all kind of changes, doesn't it? 
It does. You know, I hear what he's saying. You know, obviously accounts are getting bigger, which logically means tax bills are going to be bigger. One of the things that people aren't focusing on is that, you know, rates are historically low. And I don't think people appreciate how much an impact of a 5% bump would really mean on their tax bill. I mean, if you're talking about half a million, million dollar IRA accounts, I mean, we're talking about twenty five, fifty thousand extra dollars, Randy, that will be due over the course of your lifetime or your kid's lifetime to get money out of that IRA. And that's where my head goes when I hear this, because, you know, people may be selling, you know, some investment property like he noted, or, you know, having a windfall from a big real estate sale from their home that they downsized. And sure, that makes sense to me. I think people would expect to pay some taxes. I know my parents sold their, you know, their lake house on Indian Lake uh, last year and were complaining about the taxes. And I kind of rolled my eyes when, you know, they got, I think, 50% more than they had it listed for three years before that. So, you know, (laughs) you kind of have to kind of take the good and the bad. And I think no one likes cutting that check to Uncle Sam. It always kind of hurts. But when you look at taxes from a retirement planning standpoint from a up the hill versus down the hill problem. I think we still have to keep reiterating and we beat this drum every week because when you're going up, you're putting money in your IRA. And when you're going down, you're taking money out of your IRA. And I think that is, it It sounds very simple, but people don't realize that money's taxable. And I think they kind of assume that you you can take it out tax-free or I I don't know what's going through, you know, a a lot of times they're, you know, what people are thinking emotionally or otherwise, I think they're really excited to be at retirement. They're excited. They know that they probably don't need all of this money to live their best life in retirement. So it's not really on the front burner of things to address. And when we tell people that they have to put together a tax plan and a tax map, sometimes that's kind of a splash of cold water because they were getting ready to plan their next Florida trip. And instead now, you know, Greg's talking about building a tax map that shows them how to take money out of their IRA to pay taxes over the course of their lifetime so that they can save the most amount of money possible that, you know, essentially avoids Uncle Sam's plan, and you build your own tax plan, Randy. So they say, you know, about the weather, everybody talks about it and nobody can do anything about it. Is it the same with taxes? Maybe not. You know, I I talked to a financial advisor. He happened to be a very, very astute tax guy, and I was complaining about my tax bill, and he looked at me and he said, with much success comes much responsibility. And I said, well, thank you very much. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, because come on, man, there's got to be something that we can do. And when you get into retirement, you don't realize that your Social Security check might be taxed. You don't realize that if you have too much income from the wrong place, you may go up in Medicare payments. You don't realize all of these different things. And then if somebody passes away, the tax ramifications of that are huge. And, Greg, we are we are just not accustomed to it. We're just accustomed to a good year we pay more taxes. That's what it is to go up the mountain. It's silly, right? And, and I hear all these articles, and, and we've talked about them in previous week's shows about, well, when the market timing the tax draws to the market is just – silly to me. At the end of the day, you need to see where are the tax rates. I can tell you where they are. They're historically low. Mm -hmm. So that means we have the best opportunity at this moment to take money out of our IRAs at the lowest historical tax rates in U.S. history, take them out, meaning we can take these things out or convert them to IRAs and pay the least amount of tax on those dollars possible. Because Randy, those things are getting taxed no matter what. Mm -hmm. And people don't appreciate that. When it goes to your kids, it's going to get taxed at your kids' tax rates. So another, you know, miss that we see is people think it'll just go to the kids and we'll be fine. And it's like, no, it doesn't get a step up. Those things don't happen when it comes to the IRA. That tax 
bomb, if you will, will carry over to your kids who now have to take out not over their lifetime, but over 10 short years. The government may be shortening that time period also when it comes to how long they have to take money out of these huge tax liabilities. And just to put numbers on this, Randy, I mean, if you take this out and you get hit with 30% on a half a million dollar IRA, I mean, you can do the math. I mean, I mean, you know, 30% of 500 is what? $150,000. 150,000, right? Yeah. And now, and now what if it's instead 10% or 15%? Right. Now you're going to pay $75,000 or maybe $70,000. So you can literally save close to $100,000 through simple tax planning measures built through a tax map plan that, you know, probably runs five to 10 years that you can get that whole thing detaxed on your terms, on the retiree's terms. You set the pace, you set how much you take out every year, you'd make those decisions. And instead you take all the power away from Uncle Sam when you wait till you're 75 or it goes on to your spouse or to your kids to avoid those widows and kiddos penalties that we harp on each week. Well, you can have Uncle Sam's tax plan or you can have your tax plan. It isn't like the weather. You can do something about it. And you can give us a call at Golden Reserve and sit down and let's build a tax map. A lot of people, all they're concerned about and all they can see is investments and growth and protection because that's what we've seen as we've climbed up Retirement Mountain. But when you start taking the money out, the whole dynamic changes, and then you have to start worrying about taxes and have a plan for it. We call it the tax map, and it is a part of our roadmap for retirement. GetYourRoadmap.com is the website that we've set up. We do these complimentary. Give us a look on the website. Click on that, GetYourRoadmap.com. Fill in some of that information there and reach out to us. Let's get a date on a calendar and sit down and have a tax strategy for retirement. Why come up against a huge tax bill and then go, now what do I do? Why not do something ahead of time? You can also give us a call, 855-546-2074, 855-546-2074. And Greg, you've said to me many times that Uncle Sam loves the fact that people send money down to their kids and they don't do anything about it because when the kids get it, they go, okay, $300,000. Okay, that's fine. Oh, I have to pay 100000 in taxes. Okay, I'm two hundred to the good. My wife has two brothers, and when her father passed away, he sent down a stretch IRA. We could do that at that point because the laws were such that they could. Those two took all the money and paid all the taxes. My wife and I, we were taking the money out a little bit at a time. But they, they said, great, I got 100000 Great, I can you know, remodel the house. I can go someplace and do something. And that's what Uncle Sam loves, doesn't he? He does. I mean, that's what he's banking on. We tell everybody there's a reason Uncle Sam lets you wait until 72, right? He's not a nice guy. He's not doing this for the, you know, the goodness of his heart. He knows that, you know, retirees are in the lowest tax brackets from the moment they retire until they pass away. And because of that, they can, he gets the least amount of tax possible. What he hopes happens is one that he waits till one spouse passes. And guess what? You go from that coupled filing tax rate to a single filing tax rate, which almost doubles the amount of taxes due based on the draw. So he's hoping for that for step one. And then the big one is step two, which is, hey, at 72, you got to take out four or 5% or whatever it is for the required minimum draw. And then over the course of your lifetime, your IRA is probably growing, Randy. It's getting bigger. And it, the tax liability is getting bigger. And he's just licking his lips, waiting, 
patiently for that moment when that surviving spouse passes, it drops down to the kids. And like you said, with your two, you know, brother-in-laws, they're sitting there saying, you know what, whatever, I need the money now. Why not? You know, it's not my money. I didn't earn it. I'll pay the tax and move on. And that's what he's banging on. He's hoping for someone to take all that money out because when they take it all out in one lump sum, it gets added to their income, Randy. So if they took out a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars and they were already making a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars, that means they could have four hundred thousand dollars of taxable income, which puts them in the highest tax brackets, which means that they're going to be paying that 30 percent on every dollar rate in addition to the state taxes here in Ohio. Help yourself, help your kids, check out this box, and let's sit down and talk through it. Build your tax map for retirement. GetYourRoadmap.com is our website. GetYourRoadmap.com. Okay, here's the article of the week where I get Greg's blood pressure up. I found another one. Here we go. How much money do you need to retire on? So you hear it all the time. If you have 80% of your working year's income in retirement, you should be just fine. Well, the people at J.P. Morgan said, let's put that to the test. So they did some math, and they found that if you make between eighty dollars and $150,000, that 80% number usually works. If you're a higher income earner, above one fifty, you could probably do this on 72%. But if you make less than $50,000 a year, you're going to need 94% of your working year's income. So, Greg, do you like the formulas? Is it a place to start or is it all baloney? What do you think, Randy? <laughs> I'm just going to step back now for a few minutes. I think this is complete and utter nonsense. I mean, it's some type of weird calculation where they want to keep you in investments or keep you thinking that they're adding value by making up numbers. I mean, it, it infuriates me because what it really does, Randy, is it scares people. And that's such a disingenuous thing to do for that sub $2 million client that you know comprises the majority of America. Like, this is just to scare people. It's to scare people into working longer. It's to scare people to, you know, take on more risk in retirement, to have, you know, higher percentage or, you know, expensive investments in mutual funds that people don't need to pay for financial advice and stock selection that people don't need. At the end of the day, if you just use some common sense, you know, your biggest costs during your life are probably gone. You know, whether it be paying for your college's education for your kids, paying off your mortgage, paying off your vehicles, all the big ticket items are probably checked. And even if they're not, you know, you've already got a plan in place. You're adding Social Security income. You're adding possibly a pension. You got these IRAs and other investment accounts. At the end of the day, people are probably relaxing and doing a little less. And, you know, people live to their means. I've said this every week. No one really runs out of money in retirement unless one of the four boulders wipes them out. And that's not what they're talking about here. They're trying to manufacture some kind of strange income plan that basically makes you feel guilty for not spending more money. Or why am I not? Why am I not at 94%? Honey, we're not spending that much money. Are we not enjoying retirement? Like this thing creates so much negative energy around retirement and fear. And I think that's the whole point here. Scare the heck out of everybody, but don't really add any value. Don't really, you know, help them protect against the biggest risks in retirement, things like taxes and long-term care and their fees that they're charging for this advice or even the market risk in which they're dumping everybody's assets into. Because I think if the word gets out, retirees end up taking all of their assets out of the market because they don't need the market to be successful and happy in retirement. And they start putting them into things like annuities and things that are safe and that have a little bit more stability and predictability. And then they just enjoy their retirement. And then these folks are going to be holding their hands up like, well, how am I going to get my 1%? Because 1% of zero, Randy, is zero. Mm -hmm. So if people start wising up and realizing we don't need to be in the market 
to be happy because we don't have to reach some arbitrary 94% of working years income by JP. I know Jamie Diamond and the boys are making up some more numbers over at JP Morgan. I, I don't know what they're, you know, what they're reading this off of or what retirees they talk to, but you know, we've talked to as many retirees as anybody in the last 10 years, you know, in both the law firm and our financial services companies at Golden Reserve. And we just don't see it. We just, I just don't hear people saying, man, I wish I had more income in retirement. Well, if you want to sit down and figure out what your income needs are and how they're going to be achieved, and if you see formulas like this and you wonder, well, you do a little math on yourself and you say, okay, that seems to be my number. Eh, there's probably going to be a little more math to it than that. Let's sit down and do that math. You can help by making that appointment at Golden Reserve and sit down and getting that roadmap for retirement. We'll build that platform for you. We'll build that plan for you at no charge. GetYourRoadmap.com. Let's take a look at all four boulders that we talk about that we need to solve for each and every retirement. Market risk, taxes, fees, long-term care. We've also talked on the program today about estate planning. Let's sit down and talk through all of them and get all the boxes checked off for you. GetYourRoadmap.com is our website. Start there or give us a call at 855-546-2074. 855-546-2074. We'll be right back with more Expedition Retirement. Stats show the trip climbing down the mountain can be more hazardous than the trip climbing to the top. Retirement can be the same way. You spend all your efforts saving, believing that will get you through retirement, but that just gets you to the top. The most difficult times are getting down the mountain or through retirement. The team at Golden Reserve focuses their practice on protecting your money on the way down. Their complimentary roadmap for retirement is designed to deal with unexpected taxes, high investment fees, market risk, and the high cost of long-term care. Get your roadmap today at 855-546-2074. That's 855-546-2074 or getyourroadmap.com. And welcome back to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve. Online, find us at GetYourRoadmap.com. Well, when we get to the point where we get retirement is kind of in sight. It's off there on the horizon someplace, and we know we got to deal with it, but we just don't feel like we're dealing with it yet. You start, admit it now, you start watching Fox News, you start watching CNBC, and you start market watching because you've got a lot of money that you've saved and you don't want that money to go backwards. And you wonder, is there something I should be doing right now? Should I be moving stuff around to help myself in retirement? Which brings us to the quote of the day. There are only two types of people, those who can't market time and those who don't know they can't market time. <laughs> so, Greg, let's talk about that. I know it's got to be a very common thing. Somebody looks and says, man, the market's going down. What should I do? And that really is what they're doing here is they're trying to figure out how do I time this thing, aren't they? They are. But there's a deeper seated issue here, Randy. And, and you know, we'll, we'll jump into the market timing question. But at the end of the day, they are working with someone and they have to justify their cost. Okay. And when you're working with a financial planner who's doing nothing but pick investments, which is basically 99.9% .9 of the different financial planners and advisors out there, they're saying, you know what, this person's doing a great job. My money's growing. That person never says, what did the S&P do this year? <laughs> did this person beat a benchmark? No one thinks like that. 
They just see that their money went up and then they think their person did their job. And because they operate and think that way, because that's just how humans think and that makes sense, right? That's how anyone would think if they're paying for services. It's hard for them not to believe that this person knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They have to think that they actually know how to time the market, which is the most insane, you know, illogical way to even address the market in any way, shape or form, because we all know no one can time the market. If they could, they'd be Elon Musk, right? Like if you knew what the market was going to do, if your guy or gal around the corner that you meet with once a year and who calls you on your birthday knows what the market was going to do, they would not be working around the corner, right? Like they would be on an island somewhere. They would own their own empire because they'd be able to time the market. The sad reality is, is no one has any idea where the market's been going. We've been hearing about a clawback recession for the last seven years. Everyone just says it just so they, they're covered. Their bases are covered every year. So if it does happen, they can take credit for it. But no one seems to care that it never did happen for the last almost decade. And when that happens, you basically then have this reliance that this person has a superpower that they can, they know where the market's going. I can trust this person. And we're here to say, you know, I don't want to burst bubbles here, but that's just not right. People don't know where the market's going and, and they've never known and they never will know. It's too complicated. And what we try to show retirees is like, let's just appreciate the market for what it is. It goes up, it goes down. And historically it's done this. Let's hope it keeps doing this. But do you really need to have that extra return or that extra risk to enjoy Enjoy your retirement. And most people are like, well, no, I, I could probably just live with just, you know, normal returns like four, five, six percent. Okay. Well, then let's see what other options are out there versus putting kind of all your eggs in one basket or all your chips on the blackjack table, hoping that it, the market quote unquote bounces back because your guy or gal thinks that it's going to reset before the end of the year. You know, sad news, Randy, you know it and I know it. They don't know. And, mm -hmm. and that's just, you know, in my opinion, they're just relationship managers. They're trying to make sure that they take credit when the market does well and then they. They just say that's what the market does when the market goes down, which coincidentally feels a lot like a weatherman, right? You know, you, you never have to be right. And, and, you know, people don't seem to get it. Like, you don't ever have to be right. If something's great, they take credit for it and say, hey, I told you. But if it doesn't, you just say, hey, that's the weatherman. I, I don't tell you it changes. And that's how financial advisors and planners have been able to survive and continue to charge 1% for the last 40 years is that they've had this no accountability kind of mantra. And unfortunately, people still listen. Well, the one thing about market timing is this. You could say to yourself, oh, there's a recession coming and a market's going to go down and we've got interest rates that are going up. Market's going to have a really bad summer. I'm going to sit on the sidelines. I'm going to cash and I'm, I'm going to take all my chips off the table. And maybe you would be right and you would be right once. But then, Greg, that's only half the equation. You got to figure out when to go back in. And that's where it gets pretty iffy. And you got to be right twice. And then you got to do it again and again and again. And even the, the smartest people on Wall Street are not getting that one right, are they? No, and people don't realize it's a lot harder to win it back. When your money goes down, the compounding nature of money, people don't think through that. It's not like it's it's a lesser amount of money. That means it's going to grow slower. So if you lose 30%, you know, it takes a while to get back to that amount. You can't just, you know, have a 10% year. I mean, it could be five, six, seven years before you can mm -hmm. get back to, to even. And that's what we try to make sure people understand what risk means and why are you taking it. And if, you know, they say, you know what, Greg? This chunk, I don't care. This is my fun money. I want it to be in the market, enjoy some of the good times, and I don't care if I lose it. That is the perfect mentality. Mm -hmm. That means that you've taken that bucket of risk and you've realized I don't need it. 
I like the idea of having some risk in my portfolio. I like the idea of getting up and looking at the stock ticker. I like the idea of, you know, almost treating it like a hobby. That's perfect. And we have clients that do that, Randy. And as long as that's the mindset, that's great. But for the majority of folks, they kind of assume, well, I thought my plan got adjusted when I, and recalibrated at the top of the mountain. And we run our market risk stress test through like risk Alize, And all of a sudden they're like, what? 80% of my assets are in the market? Yes, 80% is at risk. And they're like terrified because they were thinking it was more like 20 or 30%. Their financial planner or their financial advisor didn't automatically adjust their risk portfolios because that's not what they're in the business of doing, right? When they stop selling investments, they stop making money. And we need to make sure people understand that's the rub. Most of financial advisors and financial planners make all their money by keeping money in the market at risk. And that's how they make their 1% off everything that's you know out there in these portfolios. And if they start dialing it back and use safer investments like CDs or cash or annuities, they can't charge 1% for those things. And you can't tell me that's not a conflict of interest, right? I mean, it just is. I hear it over and over from Greg every week is that they sit down, they do an analysis for somebody on their money. And somebody told them, oh, yeah, you're conservative. You wanted to be conservative. We got you conservative. And then we find out when you actually do the analysis, it's anything but conservative. It really isn't. There's a lot of market risk there. That is what it is to sit down and do the numbers, do the math on your retirement when we do the roadmap for retirement. Give us a call, look at our website, click in there and and let's get this thing figured out. Let's figure out how much risk is with your money. If you're getting closer to retirement and you've been putting off this kind of a meeting, why? Do you want to sit and watch your money go down and lose a bunch of money before you make the decision to have a meeting about your money? Why would you do that? Let's sit down and do this today. Go to the website, getyourroadmap.com. We do this analysis. We do this complimentary. Getyourroadmap.com and fill out the form there and we'll reach out to you and we'll get a date on a calendar and let's do that for you. Let's figure out what kind of risk you're at. Let's not lose money right before retirement. You can also give us a call at 855-546-2074. That's 855-546-2074. You know, financial hardship and financial crisis doesn't always come in the form of a market decline. We're all worried about a market decline all the time. But when you're in retirement, it could be something simple like, you know, you have to put on a whole new roof and that's thousands of dollars that you didn't count on. Or maybe you got a whole bunch of dental work that needs to be done and that's thousands of dollars. That's one way. There could be the death of a spouse, and that is another financial crisis. There's an article in USA Today that says about 25% of the people that they've found found their assets were reduced because of events like this. Greg, talk to me about some of the crisis situations that you've seen when people come in and they're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. Can you help me? Absolutely. I mean, I think this is a great article. It, it talks about something that most people don't talk about, which is it's not investment driven. And that's what I love about it, because it's talking about the real risk that can hit you in retirement. And, you know, the examples you said are, are spot on replacing an HVAC system, replacing a roof that needs to replaced. You know, you're going through all those things, maybe helping out a kid wasn't on their list. But that's, you know, sometimes a kid's having tough times and a parent wants to be a parent and they want to, you know, help them put money down for their house or help them through some tough times. Those are unexpected 
unexpected, unbudgeted changes. Also, just noting like the changes when a spouse passes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a huge fundamental change in your financial house that often gets overlooked when it comes to, you know, now they're paying higher taxes. Maybe they have to do, they have to hire someone to help with the yard because the husband's not around anymore. You know, those are the things that people don't think about that may need some extra help. But the big one, the, the one that people are always blindsided by, no matter, you know, what happened in their life is if someone goes in a nursing home. And those are the real estate killers in our view, because at $10,000 a month and growing, I mean, that's over $100,000 a year, Randy. I mean, people don't have the flex to allow that kind of budget expense to come out for two, three, four, five years. I mean, a lot of people we're seeing, you know, that could be three quarters or half their savings gone. And not to mention just the emotional burden and all the other things that happen with that outside of the financial. I mean, those are the big hits. You know, people try to keep them at home and then they see the home care costs are almost double that. Well, we talk about the what ifs of retirement. When I sit down with a retirement planner, yes, I want to get my investments in line. I want to talk about taxes. I want to talk about fees. I want to talk about all these things. But then I want to talk through the what ifs. And that should be, if you don't know what to sit down and ask, that should be kind of a list of questions. What if one of us passes? What if one of us has to go into a nursing home? What if I have to have a huge, I got to buy a new car? What if? And Greg, the what ifs are really where the planning comes in, isn't it? It's exactly right. I mean, we're trying to break down every scenario that could affect you going down the mountain. You know, when it comes to asset protection and preservation, it is a risk mitigation game. We are ensuring that there are tools and fences being built around your assets so that if those boulders come crashing down, there's things to block and shield you from those big hits because it's the big hits that are going to disrupt the enjoyment of your retirement. It's not going to be the smaller things or, or picking the right mutual fund or picking the right stocks or having the right income plan and all the things that, you know, the market wants you to feel about like, you know, what social security you chose a lot of times isn't going to make the ultimate difference compared to a $100,000 swing if you're in the nursing home every year. The what ifs of retirement. Maybe you have a whole list of those questions or you want to fire him at Greg and his team. And that is what it is to have a meeting and build that roadmap for retirement. We'll sit down and go through those what ifs. We'll go through the four boulders. We'll go through estate planning. We'll talk about taxes and market risk and fees. We'll talk about long-term care. We'll talk about those health issues along with all the things that Greg just mentioned, social security and income planning and all that goes along with it in retirement. But let's get those what ifs taken care of. The things that are nagging at you, let's get those questions answered. Give us a call. Go to our website. Let's start there. Getyourroadmap.com. Getyourroadmap.com. Fill out the form there. Our team will reach out to you. We'll get a date on a calendar, put the papers out on the table and find out what your big concerns are. And let's handle them at Golden Reserve. You can also give us a call at 855-546-2074. 855-546-2074. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week here on Expedition Retirement. Thanks for listening to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler. To learn more about getting the help you need to and through retirement, go to getyourroadmap.com. Investment advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives at Golden Reserve RIA LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed are not designed nor intended to be applicable to any person's individual circumstances. It should not be considered as investment advice, nor does it constitute a recommendation that anyone engage in or refrain from a particular course of action. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Golden 
Golden Reserve is licensed in your state, please contact their office. Golden Reserve RIA, LLC, Golden Reserve LLC, Golden Reserve Tax LLC, and Ehlers-Stallings LLC are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Legal services offered by Ehlers-Stallings LLC. Tax services offered through Golden Reserve Tax LLC. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through licensed professionals at Golden Reserve LLC, NPN Insurance License Number 1655411.